Just to let you know, we might be using some of our grown-up words on this episode. So if you have any kids or co-workers around, you might want to think about putting them to bed a little early tonight. Wait. This is Designated Parent. I'm Adam. And I'm Lisa. And tonight we're going to be uh, looking at some adult beverages through... No, wait. Um, we're going to... <laughs> okay. Okay. We're going <laughs> to... I am not I'm not the Designated Parent, am I? Do you want me to take over? Yeah. Try that again. <laughs> Welcome. This is Designated Parent, a podcast where we look at children's programming through the lens of adult beverages. Yeah, that's it. Welcome. That, that's it. Good. Thank you for... And cheers. And, yeah, I am... And Adam is not the designated parent. I am the designated parent. So yeah, so... In theory, I should be the voice of reason. You maybe, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes, um, how reasonable you are. That's fantastic. Um, also, there appears to be, like, some sort of, like, really loud space battle going on outside of our house or there's something. A, there's... I almost never hear planes. I, we've had to pause for a good... 15 minutes <laughs> trying, yeah, <laughs> trying to find a dead dead air. And and we have not found it yet, so we're just going to have to... We're just going to plow through. So. We're just going to plow through, and we're going to make it work. That's... Make it work. So we apologize for the space battle. Yes, and yeah, that's going to happen. So, how was your week? My week was really good. Um, our oldest had a birthday... Yeah. And a whole bunch of people came. We've been parents for a decade we now. We have been parents for a decade. That's crazy. Um, yeah, so he had a birthday, and we invited all the cousins, and my brother and his family, and their dog. We had a dog. And my parents all stayed at our house. Yeah, so like six extra people, and like... And a dog. Like 16 extra legs. Mm-hmm. Like... It was fantastic. It was it was a lot of fun. Actually, actually, their dog is super awesome, and I would take him over several of the cousins any day of the week. So that's that's high praise to the dog. Not so much to the cousins. They were all great, actually. No, actually like, were. yeah, every, everybody was good. Yeah, so. he he got Smash Brothers for his birthday. Yes, our son got Smash. Smash, Smash, Super Smash Brothers. Super Smash, I'm, I'm the drunk one. You just Super Smash Brothers, hard to say. It is hard. Super Smash Brothers, I can do it fine, and I'm... The Soup Smash Bros. Yeah, Soup Smash Bros. Um, and we figured out that like you can do eight-player multiplayer. Which is a lot. That's a, that's a lot of carnage that on is, a screen. Well, it's also a good way of keeping eight children occupied. And by children, I mean six children... And at least two uncles. Like, mm-hmm. it was... It was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. We had a lot of lot of good times. So we'll, we'll do that again sometime. I.e. the next birthday. The next birthday. So it'll be fun. Probably without the dog. Yeah. I mean, the dog doesn't always come. But my kids were like, oh, Can we have a dog come to every birthday? And I was like, um, probably not. <laughs> That's... That, I mean, I'm you sure... You can't require people to bring a dog. No, but I'm like I'm pretty sure there's like puppy parties where mm-hmm. you can like order like you can like the Humane Society will bring it. It's like supposed to be an adoption drive kind of thing, right? 
And you can, but I don't think they do like little parties. I think it's more of a. Oh, it's like a big. It's like a big, it's thing, a big thing where like there are people that could actually adopt a puppy. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like just eight year olds being like, I want a puppy. And the moms being like, no. No, we can't have a puppy. Why not? <laughs> because we're no fun. We're just no fun. It's true. But, but yeah, I had, I had a pretty good week. Yeah, we had we had like fourteen pounds of pulled pork, smoked pulled pork. It was delicious that my <sighs> that my friend made for us. It was so good. I love that friend. I, I bought him bourbon as a thank you, and I think mm-hmm. that's the universal thank you for someone who makes you smoked pork. I it's hope. Like, I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> it's our go-to. <laughs> there's like there's like seven hundred fifty milliliters of really high proof stuff. So like, thank you. Come again, and I really want that to be the thing. So, but then everybody left Sunday afternoon, we took some naps, had mm-hmm. dinner, and then we watched the movie. It's now and Monday. We watched a movie. For yes. technical reasons, we didn't record last night, but... Yes. Um, so it's not as fresh in our not, life as it could be. Well, and again, as it's not fresh in our minds, and our minds are not fresh, so... Both things. Both things. This is going to be a problem. So we watched... Um, uh, Christopher Robin. Yes. Which We're, is a, a live action. One of the Disney live actions. One of the Disney live right, One of the Disney live actions, um, but unlike other Disney live actions, it's not just a scene by scene retelling of an animated right. classic. This is at least like a reboot or like yeah, a it's part like, two. It's like the Maleficent of the Pooh universe. Yes, yes. Pooh universe. Kind of, uh, sure. It's kind of... <laughs> that sounds like a different thing. It really does. Yes. Um, so... Yeah, it follows the story of one Christopher Robin. Of Christopher Robin. Um, so the, at the very beginning of the movie, Christopher had, had already had all of his adventures in the Hundred Acre Woods with all of his friends. Right. Which are um, basically animated stuffed animals. Yes. Computer animated stuffed animals. Who are creepy AF. Uh, Pooh is not as creepy for some reason, but like... Tigger. Tigger is so creepy. Tigger, I don't know what happened. Owl is creepy. Owl is Piglet super... is creepy. Yeah. Like, Pooh somehow... Is, is less creepy. I think I think Pooh is less creepy because he speaks exactly like your grandfather. He does. And my, it's very comforting. <laughs> like, your grandfather is basically the human Winnie the Pooh. He's, I mean, he oh, does. He, yeah. Oh, bother. And yeah. it's just, it's, he's adorable and he's kind of round and squishy in the middle, which is a little bit, which a little is, bit. is a good look for a 90 year old man. Mm-hmm. Like, he's very cute. He's adorable. I love him, but he is a hundred percent a human Winnie the Pooh. It's his cadence and his like paws that make him sound oh, yes. a little bit like Winnie the Pooh. I'm doing really bad your grandpa impressions. Slash really bad Winnie the Pooh impressions. Uh, it's somewhere in the middle. It's both. But yeah, so, so it follows, it follows, uh, Christopher Robin. Christopher Robin. So at the very beginning of the movie, Christopher Robin is going off to boarding school. Right. And they are throwing him a party. The All his friends all in the, the Hundred Acre Woods. Yeah, all those creepy And they're like, I'll eat cake and they all pass out. Yeah, like there's some sort of like super cake coma. Yeah. That happens to these things. Or, I'm like, this was, or this was a huge bender. Yeah, or it was the 30s. Like, and there's like cocaine in that cake. And that's also possible. I mean, I mean, it was probably cocaine or heroin, one of the two. You know, like, that was a thing. Right. Like cough drops with heroin. You're like, that 
Coca-Cola with cocaine. That seems, it'll, it'll pick you up. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it will. You won't blink for three days, but it's cool. Oh, right. um, but Yeah, so they eat a bunch of cake and they all pass out. And then like Pooh and Christopher Robin go off to the waiting spot or the meeting spot or whatever. Yeah. Whatever spot it is. It's where Pooh waits to meet Christopher Robin when he comes to play. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, I gotta go. Christopher mm-hmm. Robin's like, I gotta go. I can't. I can't play here anymore. I gotta grow up and be like a big kid. Cause he's like, he's like, he's like nine. He's like nine or ten-ish. He's like really. Yeah. He's our oldest age. Like he seems like about, on the cusp of yeah. On the cusp of like being that preteen. I gotta put away all my baby toys. Which is yeah. I understand. It's, your, it's a very like it's your last night in the nursery. Yeah. Like yeah. Exactly. Um, when are they gonna make a live action Peter Pan? Mm. I don't know. Does Hook count? No. That was fantastic. Hook was great. Um, um, but anyway. Can Dustin Hoffman be Captain Hook again? I don't know. Is he doing anything else? Being Dustin Hoffman. I mean, so no. Mr. Holland's Opus 2? <laughs> Is or... Dustin Hoffman even in that movie? <laughs> Isn't that... No, that's River Dreyfus. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I get those two confused sometimes. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. They... Guys it's that have okay. been old since like the '60s, but are still somehow making films. Right, right. Old people. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so he so he's got to go. So Pooh and Christopher Robin have this like really nice moment where he's like, "I'll always remember you forever." Right. Like, Christopher Robin will always remember him, and Pooh will always wait here at the waiting spot. Every day, in case Christopher Robbins needs to come back. I keep saying Christopher Robbins. It's Christopher Robin. Christopher Robin, yes. So I'll have to work on that. Um, but he, uh, so Pooh's going to wait there in the spot, and Christopher Robin will come back if he ever he can. Mm-hmm. And so, so Christopher Robin goes off to boarding school. Christopher Robin goes off to boarding school, and he's, like, drawing pictures of his, like, friends of the Hundred Acre Woods and gets in trouble. Yeah. And then his dad dies. Because the thing about, like, British... Like, boarding schools, one, you're not allowed to have fun or imagination. Mm-hmm. And two, at least one of your parents is going to die while you're well, there. Well, I mean, it's the double, it's like, his parents are double dead because this is a Disney movie and he's a British kid in yeah. the 30s. He's like, really lucky he's not living in a base, in, in the cupboard under the stairs. Like, that's really, like, see also Harry Potter and... And Rodol. <laughs> every Rodol movie, or book... <laughs> He did, well, I mean, there's there's movies too, but yeah, he um, so but he's he's at least and so his dad dies. Uh, who knows? And there's a scene where uh, his mom is like, "You're the head of the house now, Christopher," and he's like nine. And I tu- I turn I turned to my ten year old and I was like, "Look, I love you, but if your dad died, you would not be in charge. No, just... I w- I would still be in charge. You'd be a child. I'd let you grow up." Yeah, and I also want you to really expressly tell that to to our our daughter, because I feel like if she saw an opportunity to be in charge, if only right. me just, and Malachi were dead, she would just swoop in. That she could make that happen. I mm-hmm. think that is within her wheelhouse. So can we reiterate? Yes, I will let everyone know that. Yeah, just if you kill the father, it doesn't mean you're in charge. Right. Thank right. you. I appreciate that. So, you know, coming from you, it'll mean more. (laughs) 
I think. I will let her know. So Yeah, so there was like the, an aside there. Because I make asides to my children yeah. during these movies. Well, you need to be you need to be like, this is not how reality works. Like, even, I mean, even in the 30s, that wasn't it. Mm-hmm. So we got like the little growing up montage as he slowly grows to be Obi-Wan Kenobi. Right. So he like uh, gets married Mm -hmm. and then he goes to war. To uh, Agent Carter. Obi-Wan Kenobi marries Agent Carter. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's important. Yes. Crossover event of the century. Right, right. Obi-Wan Kenobi and Agent Carter get married. And And then he goes off to war. And she's yep. pregnant. Yep. And she has a baby. And the baby's like three before he comes back. Which is like, that's legit. That happened totally. a lot. Totally. Like, that. I mean, that's within your family history of like... <laughs> right. So, you're, you're Winnie the Pooh had mm-hmm. a son that was like four when you first met him. Yeah, like, it might, he might have been three, but yeah. Yeah, it was a whole thing. Thank you, Korea. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I mean, that that's legit. That checks out. But, like, it's just... Uh, it's really dark. It's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff at the beginning of this movie. And, like, there, there's, like, war scenes of, like, houses getting blown up. And, like, you don't see anybody die. And you don't even really see anybody get super injured. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's really heavily implied. Like, you know, kind of the war is hell kind of thing. And when you when he first meets his daughter, he's got his arm in a sling, like he's been injured. Mm-hmm. Like that's why he's back. He's back because right. Like it's not really implied that the war actually ever really ended. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just I'm sure they like imply that the war ends somewhere in there. But so uh, he heals up from the war. To, to be honest, I actually I don't think they ever really got to the war is over because like that is kind of the the thing is that. Like, Christopher Robin is damaged. Like, he has some PTSD and some, like, survivor guilt and some stuff going on in his life that he really needs to work through. And, you know, and I think that's part of, again, a children's movie that we're watching right. with a six-year-old mm-hmm. that has no access to those feelings. Yeah. Also, during this movie, two out of my three kids were like, I'm bored, I want to do something else. Yeah, it is not. Like, I don't know who the target demographic of this movie was. It's, it wasn't super engaging. No. Like, it wasn't right okay away. It, it was okay. It, but like, it got okay. But then, like, so Christopher Robin is now, like, we catch up with him, and he's kind of in a dysfunctional relationship, like... He He's, works a lot. He works a lot, which is, I mean, that that generation was like, I can't deal with my feelings. I'm going to work. Right. Like, right. I mean, it's understandable. Like, like they didn't get, have they didn't have access to mental health. Like, like it was it was a rough support, time. Yeah. We really, yeah. I mean, like that greatest generation. Like, it is a miracle they came out okay-ish. Like, it's true. But they did have. I mean, one thing they did have, they had a lot of support, which. Again, you know, like, a lot of people went through this together, which is why you get, like, the fraternal order of the owl and all that stuff that's really mm-hmm. popular after the war. That's a whole cultural thing. Yes. But, um, and BFW and all that, but... Right, right. And all the places to drink cheap. Yes. I need a place to drink cheap. <laughs> Wait, that's here. That's now. That's here. That's what we're doing now. That's what we're doing. Cheers. All right. Cheers. 
Um, but anyway, he so he's working at like a luggage. Yeah, he works at a luggage company, and he's the efficiency manager. Like he's in charge of the efficiency department. Yeah, which seems British. Like first off, super British. So what is whole... going on out there? My gosh, <laughs> is the space force taking off. I mean, they would take off he- from here, right? Yeah, like Dayton is totally the ground zero of. I think, like, Cape Canaveral or, like, Vandenberg are going to be the places. But anyway. So, yeah. Sorry again for the space battle. Yeah, I don't know. We will update you next week on if our house is still standing. Or if we've been abducted. If we've been taken by aliens. Like, the first alien-based podcast. I don't know. Other people, I'm sure, will beat us to it. There's a lot of podcasts out there. I'm pretty sure we're not the first alien-based one if we even... If if we get abducted. And if then we're fortunate enough to trans- be selected for the abduction. And then transmit. And we'll be like, hey, we got a deadline. And we'll be like, right. Oh, we have to podcast. Our four listeners really want to hear it. Yeah. But um, anyway, so he's... So he's the head of the efficiency department. So he has a whole bunch of like engineers who are like, I figured out how to make it like 2% lighter and 5% stronger. And 6% cheaper. Right. And that's the whole thing is they want to make it cheaper. Mm-hmm. Make the luggage cheaper so the margins are higher so they can... Because his boss is... Mycroft Holmes. Mycroft Holmes. From the Sherlock Who series. like never doesn't play a jerk face. Oh, he's totally... He's always smarmy. He's the smarmy douche British guy that right. you get when you can't afford uh, Colin Firth. I feel like he's more consistently smarmy than Colin Firth. That's true. Colin Firth has like a little more like likability if he wants, if he needs to be likable. Yeah. Okay, so Colin Firth just plays Mr. Darcy in like every film. Like mm-hmm. literally, he's played Mr. Darcy I think six times. <laughs> like the like that's his name. Like, well, like the uh, so he played Mr. Darcy in at least I think two adaptations. Of Pride and Prejudice. Of Pride and Prejudice. And then he's also, his last name is Darcy in... In Bridget Jones. In the Bridget Jones. Which is, Jones. like, clearly a send-up of yeah, yeah. Pride and Prejudice. But... Yeah. It is... Taming of the Shrew is to... Ten Things I Hate About You as Pride and Prejudice is to um, Bridget Jones's Diary. Right. The first one. It's very odd. Then us. it goes way off the rails. <laughs> right. Like, by the third one, you're like, this is not... Even see the third one did they make a movie of the third one yeah there's at least three yeah i didn't see it there's at least three movies and from what i understand they they diverge wildly from the books Mm -hmm. i have never experienced the second or third movie or any of the books Mm -hmm. because of my reasons because lack of total interest in the process right like but they uh but yeah so anyway so this guy, he's got to be, he's like, so Minecraft Holmes is like, you got to save 20%. Yeah, and he's like, that's crazy. There's like, no way we're going to do that. Right. And he's like, well, you figure it out. Otherwise, your whole department's getting fired. Like. Yeah. So, like, either you can figure out who to let go. Yeah. Or. Or I'll figure out who to let go. And it'll be everybody. And so now, and he's like, by the way, it's Friday. I know you're heading out of town with your family. Mm-hmm. But you got to get this on Monday. He's like, don't worry, I'll be here working with you. Yeah, and he, yeah. So he comes home. He's got to tell, he's got to tell Agent Carter that he he can't go out of town with him and his wife and or his daughter. Mm-hmm. And like that's a whole thing. And like I get that. Like you're, yeah, you're, you're dealing sucks. with an emotionally distant man who you want to have a relationship with his daughter and you want to have a relationship with as well. 
And, like, that would suck. Like, that would be hard to be, like, well, you, you just need to do this. And he, he can't because he's thrown into his work. And so that's tension. And he's in a hard spot. Like, his manager is being a douchebag yeah. to him. Yeah. And, like, it's, like, post-war England, which, like, is not great economically. Like, mm-hmm. a job is hard to come by. Like, he's got a job. He's trying to protect his people. He's trying to protect his team. He's trying to do the right thing, and it's just, it's a conflict of the right things. Right. Well, and he got in an argument with, uh, so the, his boss is actually the owner's son. Right. And he was like, your dad promised these people good jobs after the war. Like. Yeah. And, yeah, and so there's, like, this whole tension, but, like, the owner's son's like, I don't care. Right. I didn't make that promise. It's not my problem. Yeah, I don't have to enforce that. And so, like, again, total douche canoe. Like, whole thing. And so... He, he does this whole, you know, thing, and he sends his, his wife and his daughter up into wherever their vacation home is. It's, 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 it's his childhood home. Which is, yeah, it's his childhood in home. In Sussex. In Sussex. Wherever so, that is. It's in England. <laughs> I feel like it should be Southix. S-U-X-X. Yeah. Sussex. Yeah. Anyway, um, so they're in London, but he sends them up to Sussex to his childhood home where they were all going to go. Yeah. Um, is it in Scotland? Because, like, Ian McGregor, like, is Scottish. Well, Ian McGregor is Scottish, but Americans don't understand. The difference. The difference. And so, like, Scottish people play English people, and Americans are fine with it. And, and both yeah. Scottish and English people are enraged. Yes. I, I do appreciate that, like, they got uh, Simon Pegg to play Scotty, mm-hmm. who is actually Scottish, and playing Scotty in the Star Trek things. Like... Mm-hmm. He said, like, he drinks for free just based on that from this point forward. I'm like, that is the most Scottish thing ever. <laughs> I love it. So, but, because, like, the previous Scottish was, like, Irish. Right. <laughs> and everyone's like, no, you don't get it. No, what is wrong with you people? They're totally different countries. We're like, yeah, they're, like, different states to us. Like, really? I mean, they're real close, guys. Like, if you're from, if your character's from Illinois and your actor's from Ireland, like, Indiana, like nobody cares. Like nobody cares. But apparently, you people have actual identities within your cultures and ethnic groups. What's that business? Right. So anyway, uh, but he. So he sends his daughter, yeah, and wife up to his childhood home. He stays back to work on the plan to whatever, and he has like a neighbor. The the neighbor is a co-worker, Jim Rubby, and he keeps like asking him to play Jim Rubby. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's like... So he, like, goes into the office. Yep. He's almost at the office. And then he sees Jim Rummy guy, and he decides to avoid him. <laughs> Which, honestly, like... Because hey, he has to figure out, like, to lay all these people off, you know? Yeah, he's got to be kind of separate and emotionless and whatever. But, yeah, he's avoiding the guy. Who I think, like, if you look closely, like, all of the, the co-workers are supposed to be, like, metaphors for the... The stuffed animal. And he's Piglet. He's the Piglet character. And um, there's, there's totally like a like sad sack Eeyore character and like a manic... Um, a manic rabbit or a manic rabbit. tigger? Well, I mean, they're manic in different ways, but they're both like... There's like anxious rabbit and manic yeah. tigger. Yeah, there's... Yeah. I mean, co-kits is both different ways. I mean, like, <laughs> that's... That's how that happens. But, yeah, like, all the characters are there. But he, uh, 
he, he's avoiding that guy. Would who should appear? But Winnie the Pooh. Right. So, so Winnie the Pooh in the hundred. I don't. So he's exactly. waiting at the spot, and there's he's like this the tree. Spot. Yeah. There's a tree that Christopher Robbins always goes into in Sussex and comes out in the Hundred Acre Woods. It's right. got like a hollow spot in the tree. Mm-hmm. And so Pooh decides he's like going to go through that. Right. So first he goes to look for all his friends. Yeah, and they're and gone. All his friends are gone. Which is super dark. Like my kids were like, oh. it's like foggy. It's like it's very it's much. Like that fog that sucks out your happiness in the never-ending story. Yes. <laughs> it is like that. A hundred percent. And so he's like looking for his friends in the fog and they're all gone. And so he decides he's going to go through the tree and try to find Christopher Robin. Right. Because if Christopher Robin comes out of the tree, like... Yeah. Then logically it makes he can sense. go in. A door goes two ways. It only took him like 40 years to figure this out or something. I don't know. But he never needed Christopher Robin I guess until so. this time. So he goes into the tree, but instead of coming out in Sussex, he comes out in like a park in London. In a park, park in, in London. London, right across the street from where... Uh, Christopher Robin lives. Christopher Robin's office is. Oh, yeah. And so, like, Christopher Robin's avoiding this guy in this park, and he finds and Winnie he finds the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Who is a talking stuffed animal. Right. And, of course, at first he thinks he's losing his mind. Which would be logical. Like, he's under a lot of stress. He's been through war. His wife and his kid might be leaving him. He might be losing his job. He's 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 having a rough day. I would honestly think I was having a psychotic break if there was a stalking stuffed animal from my childhood suddenly in front of me in a park in London. Mm-hmm. That's but, fair. you know, he handles it pretty well. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean... he, gra- he grabs the, the stuffed animal and the Jim Robbie guy... Uh, He's like, oh, what do you got there? And he's like, it's just a cat. He's like, oh, I love cats. <laughs> like, this one's diseased. I need to, like, take it back and don't touch it. It's bad. Don't look. And it's really unconvincing. But the guy goes for it. The guy's like, okay, well, we can play Jim Robbie later, right? Yes, maybe. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. maybe. So well. he decides, like, oh, best thing to do, get a train. Yeah, with the stuffed animal. Yeah, get on a train with a stuffed animal. And all your papers. And all your important papers work on the work on the plane on the train train. ride and go up to sussex yeah and just drop poo off back in the hundred acre woods and and it'll be fine yeah um hilarity ensues you know there's i mean so there's a balloon yeah well poo loves balloons he does and there's like a balloon cellar yeah and so they get a balloon somehow he gets a balloon it's a red balloon and like this grown man is running around london yelling at a stuffed animal with a balloon Right. And at one point, the Winnie the Pooh wanders off. Wander, he, yeah, he wanders off when he's buying a ticket. Yeah. Winnie the Pooh wanders off. Which means, on this train platform, there was a two-foot stuffed bear holding a balloon wandering around. For a little bit. For a little bit. And then he was picked up by a kid. Right. And so you see the kid, like, holding him in the stroller, and he goes to take him and he was like, that's my bear. And the little kid's like, that's mine. And he's like, it was mine first. You can't just take a bear from a grown man. Which is true. Which is true. You can't. <laughs> but, um, so they get on the train and he's doing homework. And Winnie is like, just like doing his. Just like being, yeah. being. A... They say doing nothing is impossible, but I do nothing every day. Mm-hmm. And you're just like. All the Winnie the Poohisms coming out of this it's thing. It's true. It's true. And it's just, I mean, they're trying really hard to connect it like through. Like all the heartstrings. 
And so they finally get up to Sussex, and he's like totally avoiding his family. Mm, yeah, he does. He doesn't even want his family to see him. Yeah, which is weird. Well, because like, he's just there to drop off Winnie the Pooh. One, he doesn't want his family to know that Winnie the Pooh is a real thing. Yeah, that's that's, fair. A, that's a thing. Yeah, like that, his wife would be gonna, like, "You're well, gonna make some it. calls." Yeah, that's it. We're done. So, um, that's fair. But he's going to get Winnie the Pooh up, and they find the tree. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, here's the tree. Walk back in. You're fine. Go find your people. Yeah. And he's like, you're not going to come with? And he's like, I don't need to come with. You can do this. Yep. You're fine. Go, go. But, like, he then, like, somehow Winnie the Pooh talks him into coming. Yeah, Winnie the Pooh just waits there. Like, waits inside the tree. doesn't step through the, like, threshold. Yeah. And he just waits, and he's like, what are you waiting for? Yeah. He's like, I find... If I wait, the thing I'm waiting for, like... Eventually happens. Eventually happens. Fine, I'll come with you. Mm-hmm. And he comes through, and he get like... And, and Christopher Robin tries to go through the tree and gets stuck, mm-hmm. like, half in, half out of a tree. And he's like, oh, this is how this feels. Because, of course... Pooh always got stuck. Yeah, and, like, Disney, bless them, they have this, like morphing drip button where you can push it and it's just nostalgia 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 nostalgia, nostalgia, nostalgia. Like, remember this thing it was funny like 30 years ago remember this thing it was from your childhood and it was fun remember this thing you liked it back in the day and they just kept hitting that drip and that's all they have really at this point i think so yeah so that's like their entire movie strategy <laughs> with these like, so Pooh and christopher robin go to the hundred acre woods and it's like dark yeah. Like it is foggy and and it is like there are there's nobody. There's yeah. No other people or stuffed animals. Until like Eeyore shows up. No. So Oh, that's right. This... There's heffalumps and woozles and they like are walking in circles and uh you and McGregor gets really mad because he's like, There's no such things as heffalumps and woozles. Like it's all like It's all pretend, it's, it's all, all pretend. made up. It's all made up. And, like, you don't need to be afraid, and, you're, and also, like, you're being dumb. Yeah. Um, Which, admittedly, and, it's when he, he's dumb. And, yeah. Um, and they get separated. I don't know if, like, Christopher yells at him, and Pooh's like, fine, I'll leave. Like, yeah. I, I, I assume recall. that's what happens. Yeah. Because that, that seems to track. Um, and in the morning, so they spend the night, like, apart. Yeah. Um, and in the morning, he finds Eeyore uh, in the river. Mm-hmm. Just floating. Just floating. And he's like, I'm Which headed. is, again, a reference to another... Right. He's like, I'm headed for the waterfall. Like... Oh, bother. Right. And it's Leaf Garrett. Or not... Um, Brad. Brad Garrett. I think Leaf Garrett is a rock. The guy who was the brother on Raymond. Yeah, he's Brad Garrett. He's the, the brother from Everybody Loves Raymond, mm-hmm. who is like this like sad sack, deep voice. He's like he's like the sad version of Patrick Walburton. Right. Like if you right. can't get Patrick Walburton to be depressed, you see if you can get Brad Garrett. Right. He'll probably do it. And um, so he does that. Yeah, so there's this part where Christopher is like, I'll I'll rescue you and he like <gasps> plugs his nose to jump into the river and the river comes up to his knees. He's like, Oh yeah, I have grown <laughs> and he just like picks him up and <laughs> Puts him to the side. It was kind of adorable, actually. Yeah, it was like, that's a fine joke. Yeah. Uh, so Christopher finds all the other people. <clears throat> Sorry. Because yeah. I guess they were all hiding from so, a heffalump. Yeah, so they had apparently been, like, they were hanging out in, in Owl's house up in the tree. Mm-hmm. And it got blown down in the wetter vein. There was a whole thing, and it was making weird, creepy, screechy noises. Because, um, like, that's what 
rabbit or owl's house does. It gets blown out of the tree. Um, and so the weather vane was screeching. They thought it was a heffalump. They're all hiding. And, and so Christopher Robbins tried to find them. But since none of them have actually seen a heffalump, because mm-hmm. they're not a thing, right. maybe. Also, they haven't seen him since he was nine. So big, creepy, grown man. They're like, it's a heffalump. And they're running away. And they're trying to figure out what they're going to do. And and he's like, no, I'm Christopher Robin. He's like, if you were Christopher Robin, you'd go and fight this heffalump. Yeah. Like, fight the heffalump for us. Don't let it come back. And yeah, it's a whole thing. And like, So he and Eeyore... Eeyore he's like, Eeyore, I need a witness. <laughs> He's like, yeah, because they'll believe Eeyore. And so, like, Eeyore's, like, making sound effects that, like, they're fighting this heffalump. And, like, it is Christopher Robin. Mm-hmm. So, and Eeyore's like, it is you. So, apparently, this is a thing they did a lot. Yeah, like, pretending to fight, battle heffalumps. Like, mm-hmm. that was his thing. And so, he plays. That's the thing. Like, he's playing. He's pretending. He's acting. He's being childlike in that moment. And laughing and enjoying himself. And they're like, that's Christopher Robin. Not this grown sad sack of Ewan McGregor. That's not him. Like, the child in there is still in there. And so it's kind of, like, it's kind of a critical, like, turn in the movie. Right. That he starts to kind of build out his childhood. And he gets everybody together. And they find Pooh somehow? Yeah, they refined Pooh. Oh, Pooh's in the waiting spot. Yeah, in the waiting spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, I got to go back. Like, I got, I found your friends. Mm-hmm. I got to go back. I got the stuff I have to do. And he he leaves somehow. Does Pooh come with him? No. No. Pooh ends up breaking through in Sussex. And he goes through in Sussex, too. And he goes on the train down south. But Pooh meets the girl. No, yeah, Pooh and Piglet and Tigger meet the girl. That's right. They come out while she's, like, playing tennis with a red balloon that they said she found. Right. And they're like, hey, you must be... Madeline. Madeline. And I was like, "Huh." And so she freaks out because of talking stuffed animals. Talking stuffed animals. But then she's like, I recognize you from my dad's drawings from when he was a little kid. Yeah, because, you know, sure. Right, because she, like... A couple of scenes before she was like, I was in the attic and I found all this stuff from when you were a little kid. And so it's like, oh, acorns and like. Yeah, he has like these this drawings. And... Well, and he's like, oh, acorns. Like, and he has like this moment of like childhood nostalgia. Like, <clears throat> no, I mean, <clears throat> acorns. Like, he gets all serious faced. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's a whole thing with him and the daughter. And then he's got to go back to London and she stays there. And right. she, that's how she gets the balloon. And she, he like has it there. So, yeah, so he goes back to London. Madeline finds out that he's in London. Also, Tigger took all of his important papers out of his briefcase and replaced them with, like, sticks and egg cords and, like, things to remember them by. <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome and totally something my kids would do, I think. But And, and like, so Madeline's like, oh, my gosh, we have to go down. We have to save him. Right, we have to bring him the, his important papers. papers. And, and maybe if I bring him these important papers, maybe he won't make me go to boarding school. Because oh. he'll see that, like, yeah. I can do something right. Yeah, which, I mean, like, there's a lot to unpack with that. And we have to assure our kids, if you screw up, it's we're, we're not sending you to boarding school. Because, number one... Boarding school's expensive. We can't afford it. We can't afford boarding school. Like, that's not no, happening. No, boarding school's for rich kids. Yeah, rich, rich kids with, like, yeah. 
with like trust funds and like they eat ivy and row boats like all that stuff <laughs> none of our kids are doing that and so um yeah no worries there kids you're you're stuck here in fact you might not even be able to go to like boarding college like right there's some great community college options within like it's 20 true. miles or like commute yeah, yeah, totally. There's no reason you have to live on campus. You're fine. None at all. There's nothing good there. Mm-hmm. So, but um, but anyway, so she's trying to find him. Meanwhile, like, the pre- presentation goes off, and, like, they find the sticks and stuff, because he doesn't have any of the pipers. Right, and he's, like, and while he's giving his, he's, like, finding the sticks, his wife, Madeline wrote a note, was like, I got it, I'm going to London to... Drop off dad's important papers. So it was like the 50s, apparently. A kid school. could just travel right. from Sussex so, to London by themselves. Yeah, with a bunch of stuffed animals. Sure. Totally fine. No it was like, you need one ticket? Here's one ticket. Have fun. Yep. And so she she takes off. And she, and so the the mom is trying to chase down the train and get to the London. And she gets there just after the train, which I feel is not accurate, but whatever. And then... And like, then they're, they're good trains. Yeah, and then the daughter's there, and they're all, like, running around London looking for each other, and... Right. And then... Right, so... He's got poo. Mm, No. No. All the the stuffed animals somehow end up... They find the stuffed animals before they find the daughter, um, because Christopher Robin and his wife are in a car together... With the stuffed animals, and they start talking, and she's like, "What the holy hell is happening here?" Like, mm-hmm. there's a whole scene of that, and like, it's just like this kind of keeper. yeah. They all somehow get separated. I think Pooh ends up with Madeline, but the other two yes, and they end up separated. Yeah, because they hid in some train cases. Yeah, and they like there's For the constant reason. joke of like, "What's a ticker?" And he does the the wonderful thing about tickers. It's song. like, ugh, we hear this all the time. Yeah. And, like, if you start, and as the movie goes on, like, you also notice that, like, the Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, mm-hmm. yeah, the theme, like, starts kind of coming more and more out of the soundtrack, because, again, they're just, like, pushing that nostalgia button, because it's all they have in this narrative to make you care, mm-hmm. and, like, I, I don't care. <laughs> I really don't. I'm very like, sorry for all the tragedy that uh, Christopher Robin has had to deal with in but, his life. I don't know. They just don't earn it. But, but okay. Total aside. Yes. Do you remember the super creepy, like dudes in costumes, blue screen Winnie the Pooh? Yeah. Like, yeah. like there was like the animated Winnie the Pooh stuff. No, and then there was like characters, like yeah. in like poofy, poofy costumes. Like they did that, and then there was like Dumbo Circus was like mm-hmm. the same kind of thing. Yeah. What was wrong with Disney Channel in like the nineties or in like the eighties? I, I mean, it was cheap. It was a cheap way to make a little kids, yeah, half hour program. Well, and like everybody, like none of their mouths moved because they were like mm-hmm. those super. I feel like they were just they were like, just like character suits, like the same character suits they have at like Disney at World. Disney World. They're like, hey, yeah, on your day off, can you just drop the suit off here? We're gonna make a show. Yeah, we're just gonna meet in the studio that's like all blue, and we'll just record this, and then we'll rotoscope out all the things, and we'll just do some hand drawings, and it'll be great. And it was awful. Like it is scarring. I feel like. That is something. But anyway, so, like, that's my memories of Winnie the Pooh. And so, like, I don't... 
You like, don't have a lot of nostalgia? I don't like those memories, so maybe that's part of the problem that I'm not really connecting You're with. You're not, like, totally into this movie. <laughs> but, so... so uh, the, the mother, of course, takes all of this in stride. Like, cool. Talking yeah. animals from your childhood just show up and convinced our daughter to travel across the country to give you back important That's, papers. This all is of fine. this is fine. All of this is all fine. All of this is fine. Like, because that is the duty of the, like, the wife I in... mean, like, the moms always do. Like, the mom and elf who's like, oh, you have a son. This is wonderful. He can stay with us. Yeah. Like... And, oh, he thinks he's an elf. That can't be dangerous for a 13-year-old. Like... Will Ferrell in tights would not be my preferred house guest. I'm just going to say that. Right. I mean, Will Ferrell seems pretty fun, but like... (laughs) Like, yeah. yeah, But like, you need to put on some pants if you're going to stay here. Mm, Hard pass. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know where they find these these really... So, so kind kind, and just open-minded... Long-suffering. Wives for everybody. But here we go. Yeah, and so yet another one. She's just like, oh, cool, no problem. I'll roll with this stuff, talking animals, sure. Seems fine. Yeah, that's totally So they find Madeline. Yeah. And she somehow, like, falls down the stairs or something, and all the papers go everywhere. And she, like, saves one. And she saves one. Like, all but one of the important papers mm-hmm. just, like, get all tangled up in the in the wind and, so you know, like, in the fountain and yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's, it's a whole thing. So. Because apparently these, like, these papers were just, like, waiting for their moment to fly. Right. They were very, they were very airborne. Yeah. And so she, she does this whole thing. And she's like, oh, most of the papers, you're going to send me to boarding school. And he's like, no, no, I'm just so glad I found you. I'm so sorry. I've not been there. I, I, I'm sorry, I've been so focused on my job, I forgot about my family, and it's just a whole thing, and I'm so sorry. He had, like, a lovely little moment. Yes, lovely little moment, and then, of course, he has the epiphany. Mm-hmm. Right, and he's like, wait, uh, I just, like, walked out of a board meeting. <laughs> yeah, again. <laughs> to go find you. Again, this is those I, moments I where, should like, probably go back to this board meeting. Which, again, like, I hearken back to Elf, where, like, you totally do the, like, career suicide, but somehow it works out for you. Mm-hmm. And so he goes back to this board meeting, and he's like, Which Listen. was just waiting. Which was just waiting. So, like... Well, they were, like, totally, like, grilling the the boss's son. Right, because he was like, well, we worked on this together, but I'm going to let this guy, pre- like, you know, yeah, present cause, it, because I'm, I'm not a glory hog. Yeah, and he's like... They're like, so he didn't have his papers. Yeah. Did you have a copy of the papers? Um, uh, do you know what he's talking about? Uh, maybe. And they're like, oh, you didn't do this. Like, right. And so finally, uh, Christopher Robin comes back and he's like, all right, so here's the plan. We're not going to reduce cost 20%. We can't do that. But what we're going to do is you have thousands of people in this company, right? Give them all a paid vacation. What What does that get us? Like, what? what's the plan? He's like, they're going to buy luggage. Mm-hmm. And, like, we, we encourage every other employer to give their people mm-hmm. paid vacations so that they'll travel. Because right now we only sell it to rich people who can take a holiday. Mm-hmm. If everybody takes a holiday... Everybody needs luggage. We sell more luggage. So even if we can only cut, you know, if we only have like a 10% profit margin, we make more money. Right. I mean, Ford is the reason why Ford and the Jews are the reason why we have Saturday. Yeah. I mean, 
I mean, which is an interesting set of bedfellows considering I mean, Ford's views on the Jews. Yes, but, he, was, he was very anti-Semitic, but, uh, but he believed in Saturday because he was like, why don't you own a car? And he's like, uh, because I work a million hours and I, like, then I can't afford it. Yeah, I can't, like, even if I bought a car, where would I go? I just walk to work and then he's like, no, no, we'll give people vacations and you can, like, go see this great American world and we'll have right. Brian McNally make maps and right. build interstates and... Buy up trains and kill them. And, like, yeah. But if you don't have Saturdays off. You can't go places. So, um, but he, uh, yeah, and so, like, that is, and so they're like, yeah, that sounds like a great plan. And I'm like, that is not a great plan. Because what you're doing. It's a long game. if, If you cut a week, if you give everybody a week of vacation, just one week, that's like a 2%. Deduction, deduction, and, and productivity, efficiency, yeah. and efficiency. And so, if everybody buys like luggage, I mean, like that seems like not an adequate amount of. I don't, I don't know. Are, are you gonna pen, Are you gonna spend? You would have to spend at least a week's worth of wages on luggage to make this work. Plan work. And I don't think that's accurate. But I guess his plan is like, if we do a week's vacation, the firm down then, the street will. Right. Then everyone else will. And then everyone. And that's how Winnie the Pooh brought a week of paid vacation to every employer in mm-hmm. England. Yes. You're welcome, England. Yes. You're welcome, Labor Party. Yes. And so, and that's the whole story of... Everything, and so he saves the company, and he reconnects with his childhood, and his daughter becomes Winnie the Pooh's new best friend, and it's just like, okay, like, I guess. That's the end. Everyone's happy. Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I don't know. It just was such a weird, dark... It was very dark. Creepy. Like, it was a lot of creepiness. I mean, it's not the darkest movie I've seen Ian McGregor in. Uh, no, but it's the darkest children's movie. Was she train spotting? Yeah. Isn't that a children's movie? No. It's got a baby in it. It does. Actually, I've never seen that. You, you should not see yeah, that movie. Because you know what? I like sleep. Yeah, that baby will haunt your dreams. Yeah, no thanks. I'm good. But, um, yeah, so that was that movie. I, I don't know. I just don't get Disney and their whole... Everything has to be live action. Even yeah. though, like, none of this is live action. It's all just computer animated. Yeah, like the live action. Like, stop, act, stop pretending. Like the live action. Lion Jung- King. Lion King. Jungle Book was rough. They had one boy. They had one human. Maybe two. Is there a girl at the end? I never saw there the remake. There is a girl at the end. I don't know if the, she's she made still, the I don't know. She made the cut. But, like... Like, the only good thing that's come out of this so far is the Christopher Walken version of Be Like You. I don't know what that is. Yeah, the Jungle Book. He's oh. he's the He's King Louis. Christopher Walken is King Louis. So weird. I know. That was a super random... But he sings the, the Be Like You. But it's extra creepy. He's like, ooh-wee, ooh, I want to be like you. And like if you if you had to do the Christopher Walken version of that song like as a farce, you would a hundred percent have gotten exactly what happened in that movie, and it's just uh, but that's like the only good thing I think that's come out of any of those movies, mm-hmm. and uh, we're just gonna keep seeing them. Yeah, I mean only when they're on Netflix for free. 
That's true. But, like, they're just going to keep hitting that. Well, hopefully soon they'll have their own, like, Disney channel streaming and oh, we won't and have it. We won't have it. We don't have to worry about it. We'll dodge that bullet. Whew. <sighs> Until our kids make us good the Disney Channel thing. Or I get it because it's got Star Wars stuff on it. And uh, I know. It's going to have the Loki show on it. That seems great. Uh, Does Disney own Marvel too? Yeah. Okay. They own they own Marvel. They own Star Wars. Uh, e. Lucasfilm. They're <laughs> about to own Fox. The... I'm not interested unless they're buying Fox News. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for that. Shut it down. Um, sorry, viewers. We have an opinion. Um, or listeners. I guess not viewers. If you can see No me, one's looking at us. That's good because no. I'm not wearing pants. No, he totally is wearing pants. I mean, okay, fine. I've got pants on. Reluctantly. Right. But anyway. All right. I think that's plenty. Sure. Um, what did we learn? What did we learn? Um, PTSD is a hell of a drug. Yes. Yes. Um, um, wives are super understanding, super understanding. And open-minded. Yes, I mean about everything. Uh, well, about um, random children, and random children, talking animals, talking animals, or stuff like that. Like, it's, not, I, it's no big deal. I don't think she would have been okay with like, and this is my mistress, but like, right? Maybe, maybe she seems pretty chill. Mm-hmm. Like anything to get her husband back. Um. Computer-generated um, stuffed animals are creepy. Yeah, a especially bit. when voiced by like Raymond's brother and or the like former Doctor Who. Yes, Doctor Who. Because he's in this mm-hmm. Capaldi. I mean, there's only one. so many British people. I mean, it's like a it's like a country the size of Indiana. Like you're gonna have some overlap. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just gonna see more and more of these things until. Until the heat death of the universe. Right, right. I, I'm waiting, though, for them to be like, you know what? We had this, like, live-action Beauty and the Beast, and so we're going to redo it with hand-drawn animation, and everybody's going to be like, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we never saw this coming. And you're like, that... Full circle. Yeah. I feel like, or, no, what they'll do is they'll write a book based on the hand-drawn, or the, the live-action film, mm-hmm. and then they'll make an animated version of the book. I feel like you're missing, like, a sock puppet portion, where, like, we're, we go through, like, a sock puppet renaissance. Oh, that's possible. Like, like... Like, Bowie puppets! Like, oh, oh, pork chop. They're like, those, like... Pork chop. Or lamb chop. Lamb oh, chop. lamb chop. Yeah, yeah, lamb chops play along. That would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like a lamb chop version, and then like we, we have like the stage version. Oh, we've already had the stage version of Beauty and the Beast, mm-hmm. and I think Aladdin and Lion King. Lion King was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, no, was there Winnie the Pooh live action revival? I don't think that's I happened don't know. yet. We're gonna have to see that on Broadway someday. I think. Right. I mean, we don't see a lot of Broadway. So. No, we don't because it's expensive, and we're in Ohio. Which... <laughs> We've met many strikes against us. Like, like we will see Hamilton in like twenty twenty six. I think is the plan for that to finally come to Dayton. Um, we we just got cats. I think. Like, I'm not saying it's a little bit of a lag, but well, like some things just don't leave. You know, we're just like we're just gonna stay here. You know, Android Lord Rubber couldn't find Dayton on a map. I don't think so. So far away. 
It's like somewhere out there. Anyway. So, all right. Well, I think that's plenty, and we're going to end on a weird random note. So. Okay. Well. So, well, parent responsibly out there. Yep. Parent responsibly. Parent responsibly.